Welcome to the Life with Five podcast, where we get real about marriage and parenting. Our heart is to help you discover hope and healing by infusing faith into your family. Here are your hosts, Ray and Carol Hintz. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are glad to have you with us and we're going to dive right in. So we found that healthy couples fight, but they know the when, the where, the how, the what of fighting fair. And we hesitate to even call it fighting because for some that might bring up images of like yelling, shouting, name calling, maybe even violence. Uh, But just know that that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about disagreements, arguments that we have as couples. And so if we say fighting today, just know that we're talking about knowing when to have that conversation about a disagreement or an argument. Now, both of us can be incredibly stubborn. I know that's hard to believe uh, (laughs) for different reasons, but that said, it's led to some situations in our marriage that probably could have been avoided. Yeah, there's a, there's a classic one. Um, (laughs) It's, it's about a shoe. Actually. I asked Carol the other day if she knew what I meant when I said the shoe and she's like, Oh yeah, I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) Then this happened. I can't remember if we were just newly married or just about to get married, but it was right around that time. So it's a miracle after you hear this story, it's a miracle that we either got (laughs) married or stayed married. Um, Because it's so stupid, honestly, so stupid, picking battles. Um, But we were over at a friend's house. I mean, this is probably 20-ish years ago, and we had been playing games. Everybody had left, and I'm just tired. It's probably like 11, 11.30 at night, and, you know, it's just us and then our friend. And I'm laying on the floor just on my back, just like out of it, tired, you know, like... And I reach over, I get one shoe and I put it on. And then the other shoe is just a little bit out of my reach. Like I'm talking like three feet out of my reach. Like I could have just you know, leaned over probably. Yeah. Um, but I said to Carol, I said, hey, can you get me my shoe? I can't get my shoe. And she's like, I'm not dealing with your drama. It's too late. <laughs> you can get up and get your own shoe. And this is where the uh, stubborn battle ensued. So for literally not the next few minutes, but like the next 30 minutes, I was asking her to get me my, I was like, I can't get my shoe. Please get my shoe. I was so dramatic. And our friend, I mean, I felt bad God for bless her. her. Yeah. She was just sitting there watching this whole thing ensue for a few minutes. And then I think it got to the awkward point where she was uncomfortable because Carol yeah. is steaming. By this so time. mad. <laughs> so mad. So she gets up and does dishes. And I honestly don't remember who got the shoe. I don't either. Our friend might have just grabbed it and been like, get out of my house. <laughs> <It> never come <laughs> like, back. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I like kind of to, I like to like poke the bear a little bit every now and again. You know, we'll go into the store and we'll be in the checkout line and I'll be like, hey, did you get my rash cream? And I'll just say it really obnoxiously loud. Oh my goodness. And, uh, or she'll be on the phone. I'll be like, hey, can you can you help me? I can't, I'm bending over, but I can't reach this spot. Yeah, like back when you had to call to order food. Oh, so great. So she just wanted to kill me, but she couldn't do anything because she's on the phone with them. It's fantastic. It's ridiculous. Now, you might be one of those couples that say, oh, we never fight. And <laughs> <laughs> that tells us one of a couple of things. Either you haven't been together very long. Right. Or... It's probably not a good thing. All couples fight. And if you're not fighting, then maybe you're stuffing your emotions or you could be just completely denying your personality, maybe going along to get along or you're a people pleaser. Um, Maybe you don't quite care enough. Mm, (laughs) Maybe you need to dig down deep and care a little bit more. Or maybe you've just lost your passion. Um, you, You don't have it in you to fight because the passion's just not there. 
Yeah, I think that happens a lot of times, right? Yeah. Like you just stop caring. And so then you just are like ambivalent to everything. You don't yeah. really care about it. So early in our marriage, uh, we didn't fight all that much. Carol was definitely a stuffer though. So I'm sure there were opportunities, but she just kind of like shoved it down. Yeah. Um, but I tend to want to address everything. I am not passive aggressive. I've said this many times. I am aggressive <laughs> aggressive. This is who I am. And the good news is few things are left unsaid. Like you always know where I stand. Yes. The bad news is few things are left unsaid <laughs> and you always know where I stand. Oh, uh, just the other day, we we moved it. This is actually our first episode we're filming in our new house. Yes. And uh, we just got in a few weeks ago and I, we're going through like it's in the middle of everything like our floors are torn up we're sleeping on mattresses on our you know in our bedrooms like stuff's not moved in it's chaos it's dirty it's gross yeah and i leaned over to carol's like this place is gonna look so good i think we could flip it <laughs> and the look in her eyes was not like i'm ready to make some money it was like i'm going to kill you <laughs> right. if you don't shut your mouth right now <laughs> you are insane and then i kind of like just tried to keep it going so this has been an ongoing conversation but Maybe not the right time for me to have that conversation with her. No, not when I'm completely exhausted. <laughs> yeah, because I'm fighting when I'm fighting. I'm fighting for control, for assertiveness. And at its worst, I can be domineering over people. So when it comes to picking your battles, I personally have to be more, uh, more selective. So if you're a person like me, you're ultimately pretty aggressive. You might have to be a little more selective in the battles you're picking. Not everything needs to be said and no. Are you sure? <laughs> It's a debate, but you know. <laughs> now, I, on the other hand, like to delay conflict or, when possible, avoid it altogether. <laughs> That's my personality. So the good news is that things can feel peaceful, but it's often an artificial peace. And the mm. bad news is that things always seem peaceful, but underneath there might be a storm brewing. <laughs> and it doesn't come out a lot, but when you see it, it's something. Not a lot, but a couple weeks ago as we were taking care of things for the house, we had to drive like 45 minutes away to pick <laughs> up baseboards. And somebody underestimated how far they would stick out the back of our vehicle. It was fine. It's fine. And if you've bought baseboards before, you know that they're super long and really flexible. And Ray kind of likes to jury rig things with whatever he happens to have on hand. So he like ties these things up. They're sticking out like four feet from the back of our car. And I am having a complete meltdown. <laughs> like by this time we were just completely exhausted. And I couldn't handle the fact that he was going to make me drive these things back home. <laughs> With them sticking out of our vehicle. Now, I was in the vehicle. So I was holding on just for a little extra added comfort for her. Just to say, like, these things aren't moving. There no, was it didn't work. I was completely certain they were going to fall out in the middle of the freeway, cause an accident. I'm the one driving, so it would be my fault. It was a situation. I cried a lot. <laughs> it did not. They did not, by the way, fall out. Everything was safe and secure. But it was a very... She did not talk to me the entirety, <laughs> the entire way. It was, was, and it was a long drive because we were tears. driving slow, you know, just being extra safe. So it was like an hour drive, just a complete silence from her. I mean, it was... It was, in fact, I didn't think we were going to talk about the baseboards. I thought there were a few things <laughs> we've learned. We don't talk about Bruno. We apparently do not talk about Jada Pinkett Smith. And we do not talk about the baseboards. I did not know this was coming up in an episode. Right. But. 
<laughs> yeah, because when I fight, I'm fighting for security and I for sure did not feel secure in that moment. Um, but when that happens, I might like lash out sometimes irrationally. That's usually what happens. But even before I get to that point, you might see some like passive aggressive behavior, maybe a little bit no as comment. a kind of a warning sign that things are starting to build up a bit. <laughs> yeah. Now, a nicer way, if we were going to make ourselves feel a little bit better, we might say that I'm responsive to conflict, meaning that I just want to deal with it. And she's reflective. She thinks about it, right? But I think our original analysis was pretty apt, right? Yeah. And sometimes we want to make excuses. And so if you're out there and you're listening, you might be thinking, well, you know, I just want to deal with it. I want to get it off the table. I don't want it hanging over us you might need to be a little bit more patient, right? And for Carol, somebody who wants to wait, oh, I don't want to stir things up. I don't want to do, you know, talk about this it's unnecessary. I'm just making it about me. Maybe you need to be a little bit more aggressive, a little more proactive in dealing with those things. Mm -hmm. But lastly, before we jump into all this, we want to give you a filter that's going to help you with those battles to know which ones are worth fighting in a healthy way. And again, when we're talking about battles that we're fighting or picking a battle. We're talking about disagreements and having a healthy conversation. How do we do that? Yeah. And this filter is going to help lead you down a more healthy uh, path to have healthier conversations. So there are some boundaries, though, within in this right so if you have a filter it only works if you pour stuff into it like you can you know if you don't pour it into it, you just have a mess around it so there are some places we just cannot go and so we want to talk a little bit about those yeah and the first one is giving the silent treatment so one of the saddest things that we see is when couples get divorced and it takes the kids completely by surprise mm. and often it's because their parents didn't argue. They didn't hear conversations happening in their home. So they thought everything was fine. It's back to that feeling of artificial harmony when things seem like they're okay, but really beneath the surface, um, things are not good. And silence often speaks louder than words, right? It can be manipulative and used as a weapon. And we really just can't let ourselves get to that point. Yeah, another place we can't go is venting about our spouse to the wrong people, all right? If you're on social media and you're, you know, dogging your spouse, like, I know things are not good at home because that you've crossed a big threshold there. But, you know, it's not just going on social media. It might be you go and you vent to your parents, to your mom and dad. Like, that's probably not a healthy thing to be doing. You might say, well, my mom's my best friend. Nah, be careful about what you do there in that relationship because, of course, they're going to take your side. It's going to create all sorts of issues. Don't go spill the tea with all your girlfriends or when you're hanging out with the guys and like, oh, she's the worst. And they're like, yeah, she is the worst. And then you reconcile with your, you know, your spouse and then they're like, yeah, she's the worst. And you're like, actually, we're good. Oh, yeah, man. Like, it's awkward, okay? <laughs> um, so in the moment your spouse finds out, by the way, that you're doing that and you're talking to other people, you're going to have a whole set of another problems that you got to deal with. Yeah, but it is important to have people in your life that you can talk through things yes. with that are for you and for your spouse, that know them and love them and want to see your marriage succeed. So those are the people you want to talk through things. They might give you some perspective, some things to think about so that you can, again, help decide whether it's a conversation that you need to have with That's them. So good. But lastly, don't withhold sex as a weapon to hurt the other person. We've heard a few people say this over the years, but it's really true. When we withhold sex from each other, it's like being an emotional terrorist. We're withholding something that you want until you meet my demands. And that's really not a healthy relationship. And we just can't let our ourselves go to that place. 
Yeah, because marriage is about sacrifice. It's about yeah. selflessness, right? Yeah. And so when it's about when it becomes about us, then we know. Of course, we're not talking about abusive situations again. Sure. We're talking about in a in a relatively healthy situation. But when it becomes about us, then that's where you have some danger there. So, yeah. but let's talk about the filter that we were mentioning earlier. What do we need to do if we need to pick a battle or we have a disagreement? How do we know when it's the right time? So the mm-hmm. first thing is timing, right? Ask yourself, does this need to happen right now? And maybe even a better question is, is this the best time to have this conversation? Now, Mm -hmm. timing may not be everything as the old maxim goes, but it's awfully important, especially when it comes to having a conversation. And we have to realize that it doesn't always need to happen in that moment. And here's a hint for you. The conversation rarely needs to happen (laughs) right then. Like, right? It's making time for it when it's important and we're actually going to be able to focus in on it. And as a general rule, uh, we want to err on our less dominant emotion or personality traits. So kind of talk about what that means. Yeah. So if you're more passive like I am, then you've got to work to move the conversation forward and get past some of, you know, those passive, uncomfortable tendencies that we have and just do what you have to do to move things forward. Um, Where if you're more impatient like Ray, you might have to take a beat (laughs) and slow down a little bit, allow your spouse time to think things through and uh, just go at a slower pace. Yes, absolutely. So know who you are, know who your spouse is and then adjust accordingly, right? So the next thing we want to talk about is the setting in which we are having these conversations. The other day, uh, we needed to talk, not necessarily about anything contentious, It was just an important conversation that we needed to have. And we were sitting on the couch and Carol was kind of emotional in that moment, teary eyed. And we're just talking, but the kids are completely oblivious. Like we got five of them and they just, they're, they're constantly, mom, I got to tell you this, mom, did you see that mom, mom? I was like, oh my, like normally it's a lot of mom, but this particular time I was like, wow, you guys are not picking up on any like social cues at all. So I was like, we just need to get out of the house. So we just stepped out and took a 20 minute walk and we had a conversation. It was really helpful. It was really productive. Yeah. And I think we found out that we actually like made the right decision because when we came home, (laughs) we heard screaming. Yeah. As we're approaching our house and we're like, is that our, is that our kid? Surely it could not. It sounded like somebody was just like getting murdered or something. She just screamed. Our seven-year-old, she was having a blast. She was having fun, but screaming at the top of her lungs. We could hear from afar off. And there weren't any windows or doors open. So if you're a neighbor, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. So when you're trying to have an important or even possibly contentious conversation, are there distractions around that are going to steal your attention or steal your focus? Is it late at night and you're tired and that's really not the best time? It's for sure not the best time for me. (laughs) Or maybe there's kids running around like we talked about and that's just not an option. Or it's really early in the morning, you're kind of foggy. Uh, That's (laughs) that's me too. I'm real good from like 10 to 2. That's your your window right there. (laughs) Or, you know, maybe you're in a hurry, you're rushed to get somewhere and it's just not a great time to have an important conversation. So while there might not ever be a perfect time, it's pretty easy to see that sometimes are better than others. So just choose wisely, think it through, and the conversation's likely to flow a lot better. Yeah, so we talked about timing, we talked about the setting, but let's also talk about the purpose of the conversation, because this is something I think we often don't consider. 
Are we wanting to pick a battle about something that's simply a preference or is it a principle? Is like a principle is something like, I don't feel loved by you or I feel betrayed by you or you, I feel like you hurt me, right? So there's something deeper underlying because if it's a conversation, you keep having the argument, you keep coming back to it, chances are it's about something deeper than just like a surface issue. Right. Um, motives are very important when it comes to having a healthy fight. You have to understand what's really going on. If you're simply trying to prove that you're right and the other person's wrong, the conversation's probably not gonna go very far. In fact, your arrogance and your pride is gonna eventually drive a larger wedge between you and your husband and your wife. And no one likes to be around a know-it-all. We all know this, right? Yeah, but we also don't want to become a nag. Proverbs 21, 9 says, it's better to live in a corner of the housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. Or husband. Yes, it goes both ways. But imagine forfeiting living in your house just to avoid somebody nagging you. That seems pretty miserable. I think it happens. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yeah. But our, I would say that our modern day corner of the housetop might be the bathroom, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's a good hiding spot for you or the closet. Yeah. Has anybody escaped there? I don't know. Yeah. You got to have somewhere to escape. <laughs> but ultimately our purpose, our goal is to get to a place where you're seeking understanding and finding resolution or bringing healing. And if you're not there yet, then it might be time to just hold off on the conversation. But let's break this down a little bit more for you. Yeah. So are you asking questions and spending time listening? A lot of people ask questions with the intent of giving a response. That's right. not what you're doing. You're not like, uh, you know, trying to figure it all out and then plan your response. At least yeah. are you asking questions and letting the other person talk as much as you are talking? Now, is it equitable 50-50? Your personalities may dictate that a little bit. I'm definitely yeah. more of a talker than Carol mm -hmm. is, so I wouldn't expect in most conversations for it to be the other way. Um, so, but think about that. Are you really asking questions and trying to listen to the other person? Yeah, and are you working toward resolution or are you just trying to inflict harm because they hurt you and you want them to feel what you feel? Right. But resolution seeks a path forward and it uses we, us language rather than you, me, always, that type of language. That's what we want to avoid. With resolution, we ask, what's the plan now and what can I do to help? Yeah. Or maybe you simply don't need a resolution. You just need to express how you've been feeling because you've been hurt. Yeah. And so there are times for that to happen. And that's often where healing can begin. It can be really powerful in your relationship. Again, we need to learn how to use language that properly conveys how we feel while simultaneously giving our an on-ramp for our spouse to help bring that necessary healing into our lives. Of course, all of this is much easier said than done because emotions tend to run high and that leads us into the next part of our filter to determine whether or not we're ready to have a healthy conversation and that's our temperament. Anger and accusations will derail conversations very quickly. So if you can't have a conversation, a civil conversation, without yelling, screaming at each other, name calling, then it's time to step back until you can calm down a bit. And we talked about this in other episodes, but maybe consider writing down what you're feeling, what you're upset about. Um, that really helps me sort through my emotions and my thoughts. Chances are it's not solely about what the argument was about in the first place. Right. And if anger persists, then it might be time to bring in a third party as well, maybe a Christian counselor or a trusted pastor or mentor. Yeah. Another thing that we want to ask ourselves is the frustration even about 
you know, us as a couple, because yeah. a lot of times, let's be real, work's been stressful, life isn't going the way we want it, the kids are acting crazy, you know, <laughs> um, and we're taking it out on our spouse. That's what's happening. And we feel like, oh, this is a safe place. And we just come and we, instead of, you know, sharing, hey, here's what I'm feeling and all these things, we start nitpicking every little thing that they do. Yeah. And this is a struggle that I, I've had in my life. Uh, Carol's been extremely helpful in so many ways, but Maybe I'm stressed out about other things, and so she doesn't do something exactly the way that I want. I didn't even express that. I didn't even tell her, but she doesn't do it exactly the way I want. And then I'm like, getting on her, why didn't you do it this way? When she's just trying to help me. She's yeah. doing good, but I start complaining about it rather than appreciating it. And often, I just need to step back in that moment to see that my frustration isn't about her at all. It's about these other things, and I need to bring her into that so she can know and help me through it. Right. We have to remember that our spouse can't read our mind, right? Mm. So if there's something particular that we need from them, we have to be able to express that. They want to help. Right. Just need to know how. And if it's the right time in the right setting and you have the right motive, then you can proceed with a conversation. But if any one of these isn't in the right place, then it might be a good idea to just press pause momentarily, come back to the conversation a little bit later. Now, while this serves as a great filter, you might determine that you need to have the conversation. And let's talk about how to have the conversation once you decide that it needs to happen. Yeah, so realize resolution doesn't need to happen in one conversation. So you're like, okay, now it's time to talk. I'm going to get yeah. everything out on the table and I'm, we're going to sort through it all. Yeah. And okay, if I'm just being real, uh, <laughs> I would go for the marathon sessions, right? right. Uh, I want to put a nice bow on it. I want to wrap it all up. Okay. I don't have to think about this anymore. I'm so glad we dealt with this. Like I just, <laughs> bleh, everything comes up. However, serious issues are usually much more comp complex than one conversation, and they require multiple follow-ups. Even if you feel like you've resolved it, it may come back up again, right? It's just a part of life. Something triggers it. And so it's kind of like taking that long road trip. And <laughs> I've been this with Carol and she's got to go to the bathroom. And, you know, then we got to stop to get gas. And Carol has to go to the bathroom like a lot of times. You know, I've had five babies, so give me a break. Yeah, so <laughs> a road trip, you realize there's stops along the way and it doesn't keep you from your destination. It's just a sure. part of the journey. Exactly. And while Ray would like to have marathon sessions, if it meant that we could solve every disagreement right away. Let's do it. I often need time to think things through and to process where we're at, where we're going, what we want to accomplish from this. And that time allows me to not only process my own thoughts and feelings, but to come up with next steps to move forward. It's kind of like how we've seen people go to a counselor. Maybe they go the first time and that's, you know, really a get to know you visit. And then they might go two or three times and be like, you know, it's just not working. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, one of my pet peeves. Right? Because that's not enough time. You know, when you're working through complex issues, it's going to take time. The more difficult the situation, the longer it's going to take. And you have to give it time to play out and find tools that are really going to get you there. Yeah. And I, I would say that compromise is huge here. Um, if the whole conversation is, you know, you being a lawyer presenting your case and picking <laughs> apart theirs, refusing to listen to any evidence that they want to bring in, the conversation is not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. And you may get your way, but you actually have created a bigger problem. Right. Remember, you don't have to solve the issue all at once. Take your time, work towards the what's best, not what's quickest or the most convenient. 
Yeah. So we have a few tips for you. The first one is to schedule regular check-ins. You know, too often we treat our marriage like we treat our cars, right? (laughs) Uh, Maybe you don't get your oil changed every 3,000 miles like you're supposed to. I mean, I think you can go like, Stretch it a little bit. Yeah, but eventually, (laughs) if you don't take care of things, something's going to start leaking. You're going to have a problem. Ray has lots of experience with that. Oh, my goodness. I did not take care of my cars (laughs) earlier when I was younger. So, yeah, I had all sorts of issues. And I think what happens is, you know, when your car breaks down, you have a mess, right? And then then you got to go pay more to get it done. Yeah. Same thing happens in your marriage. When you don't deal with stuff, you don't have that preventative maintenance like our pastor talks about, then you have greater problems and then you got to pay the piper. Like it's (laughs) not a lot of exciting fun, right? Mm -hmm. Because you just chose to put it off, delay, need to take care of it. Yeah, so if we build in time each week to maybe just check in with each other, see how things are going, allow each other a space to share openly and honestly, then that's going to head some things off in the long run. Second is invest in your marriage. It's so important. And right now we're facilitating a marriage group at our church, and it's been really cool to see couples take time out of their busy schedules to come together, to share in community with each other, and to really invest in their relationships, even if they're already in a good place. Because if we spend more money, time, energy on our coffee than we do our marriages. Carol does like her coffee. I do, but I do it pretty cheap. She does. (laughs) But it might be time to make some changes if that's the case. Most couples spend a lot of time and money preparing for their wedding too, but it's crazy how little thought and energy they put into keeping their marriage in a good place after they say their vows. And it could be simple, like reading a book together, joining a marriage group at your church or one nearby, maybe just relieving some stressors in your life that tend to be common issues in marriage, like living with a budget, um, learning how to invest your marriage, or excuse me, invest your money wisely, just so that you can take those stressors off the table. But don't let excuses keep your marriage on the back burner or buy into the lie that, you know, you're going to get there someday. Someday you're going to have a better marriage, but put the investment and time into it today. Yeah, that's really good. Another tip we would say is don't let things snowball. We see this happen all the time. Frustration tends to build, it's left unchecked, and so it just becomes bigger and bigger and harder and harder to get in front of, harder to break up. So what we wanna do is get out in front of it, make sure it doesn't get out of control. And this might mean, you know, taking a break from the conversation for a few moments, taking maybe just simply a deep breath in the conversation, Mm -hmm. might mean getting away and writing some things down, maybe even writing some things down that you're thankful for about your spouse so you can read gain some perspective and get out of that like just I'm so mad at you type of of mode but it or it could be choosing to address it sooner or later it it could be a whole multitude of things but we don't want to let things get out of control because if everything your spouse is doing bothers you you know there's a deeper issue okay so they're not folding the laundry right and you just like have to go over to the lawn you know the laundry and rip it out of their hands you're not doing this right (laughs) Like that's never happened. No, she honestly no, doesn't. No, I do am that. particular, but, but I'm not mean have, about it. Yeah, and I'm okay with that because it just means I don't have to fold the laundry. Yeah. But like if they're putting away the dishes and you're like, that's not how that goes, you know, and you're freaking out about these things, or you're not leaving the lines in the carpet the right way when you're vacuuming, like those are indications there is a much bigger problem going on. And those are just you're looking for things to upset you in that moment because 
there's unresolved issues underneath. The important thing is you don't get to that point so you can't control it. So what you wanna do is make sure again, you break it up, you're proactive, or you have to change the trajectory. And when we say that, we're meaning change your mindset, get in that mindset where you're working as a team, because remember, you're in this together, yeah. you are a team, you're not against each other, you're not the opposition, all right? right? So that's what we need to do if we wanna break up things and not let it snowball. And lastly, use your tone to set the tone. Words are incredible. They're wonderful. They're powerful. And we should choose them carefully. But a loving and caring tone goes a long way um, in establishing trust in our relationship. When we sit down with couples and they're having a disagreement, one of them will often say, well, I said. <laughs> and our immediate follow-up question is, Okay, but how did you say it? Come on now. So some some studies say that nearly 40% of communication is the tone that you use. And if we start with the wrong tone, it's really hard to recover from that. So if you're wondering what the actual breakdown is, it's 55% your body language, 38% the tone that you're using, and only 7% are the actual words that are coming out of your mouth. So yes, words are really important, but your body language, your tone is vital as well. Yeah, so we did a whole episode about like words and because they are important, but words matter more, I feel like, when they match yeah. your tone and your body language, mm -hmm. right? And we can probably do a whole episode maybe about tone and body language later and uh, communication because that's, that's interesting and a lot of fun. Yeah. But we want you to take these tips, take this filter, put them into place because maybe there's something, you, a conversation you feel like you need to have. Does it meet all the criteria? Is this the right time to have it? Are you in the right set? Like, are all these things in place? And then really think about like, what am I trying to get out of this? What's yeah. the purpose of this conversation? Because that's really, really important. Thank you so much for listening with us today, joining us. We really appreciate it. We love hearing from you. If you haven't hit us up on Instagram, go over there, Life with Five Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us what's going on in your life. We post new episodes every single Tuesday. We have different things going on there. You can see some clips if you want to see other episodes maybe you want to tune into. Of course, make sure to leave a review, rate the show. That helps us to know exactly where we're at and what we can be talking about in the future. But again, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week.